Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on SL Podcast that said it today, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield joins me. Kurti, how are you, my boy? You must be on cloud nine with United's win. Yeah, Johnny. I'm good. I'm good. Um, very thrilled to be a Manchester United fan right now. Jeez, if we could turn back the time six, seven months ago, you wouldn't be saying that. It's it's actually quite incredible, hey? I mean, a very good uh, dominant display against Newcastle over the weekend. Yeah, on the weekend. Um, it's It's been great. As a neutral, it's been great. Good result against West Ham again. It's just, it's it's incredible to see. Yeah, I was I was actually going to ask you now. Like, how does it feel as a sort of rival fan? You're you're a fan of Manchester City. Um, I've I've spoken to a lot of people, Liverpool fans in particular, who actually seem to be enjoying watching United right now and enjoying the story. It feels like one of those stories that are difficult to not enjoy, to not like, like yeah. this this redemption of of Manchester United, the job that Eric ten Hag has done. Um, it seems to be like everybody is impressed by it and everybody's enjoying watching it unfold. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly it, right? I mean, it's a, a team of United's caliber should never have been in the predicament they were six, seven months ago. Um, obviously, you know, a couple of dodgy signings, whatever you want to call it, uh, top managers not being able to, or I wouldn't say top managers, managers not being able to do, keep the change room or balance the change room, I'd say. But, you know, Ten Hag's come in and completely revolutionized and, and sort of backed certain players. I think that's that's important. He's backed certain players. He's followed through with them. He stood up to big names. Um, and I think he's got the respect from everybody. Yeah, I think so. I think he set the tone very early on. Um, in preseason already, uh, Bruno Fernandes was recently talking about it when he said that Ten Hag was very direct and very demanding and challenged, you know, the top players in the dressing room. Um, when Bruno was, you know, among those thinking that he wouldn't take on the the high profile players, your Marcus Rashford's, your Cristiano Ronaldo's. So I think that he set the tone very early on. Didn't go well with those two defeats to Brentford and Brighton early on, um, but he he continued sticking to his idea. Um, he did adapt slightly with you know his style of football for example wanting to play from the back with a goalkeeper who isn't particularly strong um, in that department De Gea um, so he's, he's sort of adjusted his style um, which has been quite impressive and the the football um, the atmosphere the dressing room everything seems to have just improved and come on in leaps and bounds over the last couple of months and then of course the way he dealt with the Ronaldo situation was so impressive um, and I think that that won a lot of players over I read that you know of course there were players in the United dressing room who admired Ronaldo and who loved him but then there were some who felt sort of indifferent towards him and admired his career but didn't like being his teammate necessarily um, and I think that the way that that whole thing unfolded um, Ten Hag has just come out of it looking so good with um, the results that he's been able to pick up since Ronaldo left mm. and obviously you could see the upward trajectory when Ronaldo was still there um, but there now seems to be a completely um, different spirit in the, in the club and I think the most important thing the most key thing that he's done since coming to United is bring back that relationship with the fans. Yeah. So the, the the fans are clearly loving the team right now. Um, and that's been very intentional. I think that the way that the players respond to the fans, um, the sort of the pumping of the chest, the slapping of the badges when they make tackles, last ditch challenges, yeah. things like that. There's this um, identity that's back and, and fans 
connect with the team again, which, um, you know, we all saw disappeared over the last sort of 10 years. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's been great being a United fan. And I was so impressed with the way that after the Carabao Cup final and um, just a couple days later, we, we managed to beat West Ham mm. um, at Old Trafford. Pretty convincingly in the end, I know that they took the lead, but I was impressed with that, man. Like, I, w- I was actually expecting a dip and I'm still expecting a dip. Mm. Um, but that's probably just because of what I've been exposed to as a United fan over the last yeah. 10 years. But, no, I, I'm so impressed. And um, there's a big one coming this weekend, United-Liverpool. Yeah, so, Curdy, I think way too from here for United um, it's, it's looking great what, what is the where to from here what is the three year plan in your opinion I think that Ten Hag probably uh, brings in a few more players to suit his style I, th- I don't think that we've seen the finished sort of um, product in terms of what he wants the team to look like mm. so I, I reckon guys like Maguire potentially Lindelof um, maybe even Juan Bissaka I know that he's playing well right now but I still think that there's a few players that he would um, look to replace in the I, I would say long term but maybe over the next three years um, just to sort of build the team into what he wants it to look like into sort of his mould um, but look What's been the most impressive thing, apart from the the reestablishing that relationship with fans, has been that he's been able to improve players that were there, right? So he did bring in Lissandro Martinez, did bring in Anthony, Casemiro, players who've who've helped and contributed to the success that United have have had over these last seven months. Mm -hmm. But he's also managed to work with guys in the dressing room and make them look like better footballers. so I wouldn't be surprised to see um, United line up like they have lined up um, over the last couple, I mean, over the next couple seasons with a very similar looking squad. But I think that he increases and improves the depth of the team. So mm. instead of a Maguire coming off the bench or a Maguire being used as a rotational player, potentially that that is a young and upcoming centre-back that eventually then replaces someone like Rafael Varane when he gets too old. Yeah. Um, potentially another promising defensive midfielder who sort of shadows Casemiro over the next couple of seasons mm. and then eventually succeeds him in that role. Um, but yeah, it's, it's looking promising. Someone like Marcus Rashford, who's obviously we've talked about, mm. been sensational this season, 25 goals so far wow. in, in 39 games, his best ever season, uh, mm. goal-scoring season. Um, players like Sancho, I would expect to improve. He, he still hasn't looked at his sharpest since coming back from that break. Um, so I think that he's someone who will really, really go on and improve, become a key part of the squad. I think first and foremost, what Ten Hag wants to do in the in the summer is to sign a striker. Um, Anthony Martial has been unreliable with fitness issues. Wout Vegorst has been a stopgap option. Mm. Don't see him getting a, a permanent deal. Um, so I think we, we will be targeting a high-profile striker, someone like Harry Kane, someone like Victor Osimhen from Napoli, mm. um, and hopefully that takes United to a different level. But saying all that, I don't think that there needs to be a lot of changes. I just think that the squad depth needs to improve. Just interesting, you spoke about De Gea not potentially being the best with his feet. We know seeing Hard loves a goalkeeper to play from the back. Um, and it all starts really from the back. Do you think De Gea is replaceable? I think in the long term he is replaceable. But I I have this... Um, this I, I love De Gea. Mm. Um, he's been at the club for, what now, 10 years? 11, 12 years. Mm. And at times when United were really down in the dumps, he often stood out and was often our best player. This season, I think that he has been really good with his shot stopping. Mm. I think that he's made some big 
crucial saves, some in the final as well against Newcastle last yes. weekend. Um, and I do think that he actually has shown a willingness to sort of improve with his feet. It still, of course, is not at the level of an Allison or an Edison, and I don't think it ever will be. Um, but I, I think that Ten Hag can make concessions around De Gea and can sort of understand what his weaknesses are, understand where his, where his strengths lie, and play around with that. I think De Gea can be United's goalkeeper for the next couple seasons. Mm. Um, but I think that in the long term, Ten Hag will probably want someone who is more um, or who, who has who has more ability with his feet. Um, but I like De Gea. I personally would love to see him stay. I know that there are talks over a new deal, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that United will be taking his salary down just a little bit as he gets older. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I still see a, a place for him in the squad, definitely, or in the team, definitely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's very well put. Let's move on swiftly. Uh, let's go to Lionel Messi. Uh, Messi won the Men's Player of the Year award after leading Argentina to the World Cup glory. What is your take on this? We did speak briefly uh, off air. And, uh, my money was on Benzema, to be honest, but I think the mere fact that Messi won the World Cup is just obviously tipped it, right? Yeah, I think that's what edged it for uh, mm. in Messi's favour. Um, people forget what a season Benzema had last last year, you know. Um, <laughs> the Champions League, the he won La Liga. I think it was 15 goals in that Champions League campaign. Yeah, um, mate, A mate. couple back-to-back hat-tricks. At yes. 35, by the way, or whatever. At 35, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's really insane. So I, I feel like he's been hard done by. Um, but in a World Cup year, it's it's for me at least, it's understandable. And I think that um, it sort of makes sense to give it to someone like Messi, who didn't have the greatest club season with PSG. No. Um, but he still is among the the top ten sort of uh, leading goal contributors in Europe's top five leagues, and then goes on to produce a performance like that at the World Cup, where he sort of carries Argentina and um, scored in every knockout game. Um, I think ten goal contributions in, in in seven games. I think he was man of the match in six of the seven games he played. Yeah. Um, so he was really it was a, an, an inspired World Cup performance. Um, so I can see why it would have uh, gone to him, and uh, I think that's probably yeah. Like like you said, what tipped it for him? Yeah, and and potentially rightly so. It's 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 such a tough one. There's not much more you can achieve in one's career than winning the World Cup. So um, we'll give it to Messi. Obviously, well deserved. Unlucky <laughs> Benzema. I don't think he's gonna have another season like that. To be honest, now at 36, I presume. Let's move on to Messi's nemesis, old Cristiano Ronaldo, absolutely smashing it in Saudi. Um, there's, a, there's a great article written yesterday in terms of how Cristiano Ronaldo's arrival in Saudi has caused an absolute sensation, just in terms of social media presence and how Al Nasser are just completely taking over social media at the moment and also now winning player of the of the month that's uh, in, in Saudi is that right yeah yeah that's that's right um <laughs> it's uh I think the, we would have as well to be honest Ronaldo's gonna score a lot of goals in Saudi Arabia yeah. um I I didn't actually expect it to go this well I'm not gonna lie um I know it's still early doors but I didn't think I, having watched Ronaldo a lot obviously over the last couple seasons and having witnessed his decline at least um among sort of Europe's best yeah. you know he, he obviously right now at 38 can't compare to a 35 year old Messi or even a Benzema even a Modric there are a lot of older players um, in Europe's top five leagues, uh, leagues still dominating and I was obviously am- among those who, who thought that Ronaldo was finished at a top level and yes. I thought that it was so bad that it wouldn't actually work out for him in Saudi Arabia but obviously I'm happy to admit that I, I was very wrong and I was yeah. probably coming from a place of uh, hurt there. Emotion. But, um, yeah, definitely. I was I was probably being a little biased. There was an agenda uh, <laughs> attached to that. But no, he's, he's, done, he's done very well. He's got eight goals 
goals in his uh, first five appearances for the club. Oh, six appearances for the club. Yeah. A couple of assists as well. Um, there was that four-goal hole a couple of weeks ago now, I think two weeks ago. And then the follow-up game, he got two assists in a 2-1 win and then scores a hat-trick in the next game. So he's obviously, he's flying and um, I'm sure it's massive for the league. He's obviously the team's captain, so his teammates will absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and like we, I think, touched on a couple of weeks ago with Ronaldo, he really wears his heart in his sleeve mm. and that sort of determination and drive, although his ability has obviously declined, is still there and you can see that he's still super passionate about scoring goals yes. and um, it means a lot to him. So I'm sure that that's, you know, egging his teammates on. They love playing with him um, and the, the Saudi Pro League, I'm sure, loves having him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I've ever seen a pro who hates losing as much as Ronaldo, to be honest. Whether it's acting or not, I don't know. He wears his heart in his sleeve, absolutely. Um, but he does add one hell of a lot of value, that's for sure. Um, let's move on to Graham Potter. We, we've chatted about him before. You know, is he in over his head? Graham Potter's future at Chelsea continues to be under scrutiny after a woeful run of form. After Sunday's defeat, Curti at Spurs means the Blues have managed to only win one of their previous 11 matches in all competitions and two in their last 16. He's got to be going. Yeah, if this was Roman Abramovich, Potter wouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting one because he was considered among, you know, the, the better sort of younger English managers around yeah. um, last season. He did very well at Brighton, obviously, um, but he's really struggled at Chelsea. And I think that his job was made more difficult by the transfer window that they had over spending over 600 million, yeah. um, bringing in these really high pro... Well, Enzo Fernandez, of course, had a great World Cup. Prior to that, he wasn't a big name, but now is among the, the sort of more high-profile young midfielders in the world. Yeah. They bring in the Ukrainian winger Mudrake after a very controversial sort of transfer saga. It looked like he was going to Arsenal. Chelsea sort of hijacked that deal. Um, which they did with a, a few deals. Um, so I think a lot of pressure has been put on Graham Potter. But at the end of the day, the manager does have to take responsibility. And I've tried to make excuses for him. I've tried to say, well, um, you know, let's uh, let's give him some time. He obviously needs, he's, he's now got a bloated squad. And that's very difficult to work with at the, the highest level, managing all those personalities, yep. um, which he has talked about. He said, it's it's going to be difficult. We're going to have to leave players in, oh, leave leave players out of the squad on some match days. It's not going to be easy. Um, so he's working with like a group of City right now, which it sort of makes his job impossible. Hmm. But he does have to take responsibility and he does have to sort of show more authority. And I think, in his decisions mm. um the squad seems to be changing every week mm. last last week he left out i think it was three new january signings he left them out or three new signings that chelsea made this season um including mark kukurea who was his signing he played with him at uh he, or he had him at brighton yes i think that it's showing that he, he's sort of scatterbrained at the moment he's all over the show yeah um, he doesn't know what his strongest 11 looks like he doesn't even know what his strongest match day squad looks like yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, he's just a, a deer caught in the headlights right now. And I don't know how he actually turns this around. In fact, I, I don't think that he will turn this around. I think that Graham Potter will probably be replaced by the end of the season. Yeah, sad but true. Um, I love the idea of Graham Potter there. It'll be interesting where his next step is, but that's just looking far too much in the future. Uh, Curti, next week or so, anything exciting happening which keep our eyes and ears open for? Um, over the next coming week, not so much. I've, we talked about that Liverpool-Manchester United game this week. 
weekend big at win. Anfield. That's going to be a massive one. Yeah. Um, again, I said that I was impressed with United beating West Ham. I'd be very impressed if United could beat Liverpool at Anfield. I know that Liverpool aren't in their best moment and uh, you know there's a lot going wrong there too but I'd be really really impressed even if United took points of Liverpool um, but no that's the big big fixture to look out for this weekend um, there's not much else going on but uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited Shawnee I'm excited me too my boy and that is how we wrap up this week's episode of the International News Desk so whether you have been listening on today, Google Play Apple Podcast or Spotify thank you for tuning in I've been your host Sean Roberts and of course Mr. Kurt Blackfield. We will see you same time, same place next week. Cheers. Thanks, Shawnee.